Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Advisors, LLC, GA, and or their investment advisor representatives. I'm Tammy Simpson, a certified financial planner, chartered retirement planning counselor, and accredited domestic partner advisor. And this is Tammy's Two Cents, the podcast. This podcast came about after considering why it would be worth your time for me to add more material into the vast universe of already available financial planning information. Books, newsletters, news shows, blogs, celebrity planning financial gurus, and of course, the internet, where Google is everyone's go-to financial planner. And then I remembered that throughout my life, one of the most valuable things I've ever sought was not information. It was an educated, wise, experienced opinion. And thus was born a reason to throw my two cents into the mix. I've been doing financial planning for over a decade, met with thousands of people, and designed hundreds of personalized financial plans. Don't expect this podcast to be heavy on data. I know data, I love data, I study data, I keep up on data, but this podcast is my educated opinion. In other words, welcome to Tammy's Two Cents, the podcast. Hi, I'm Tammy Simpson, and this is My Two Cents, and today with me is Tony Shore, and we're doing another podcast, Tony, on what I love to talk about, and that is money. Oh, yeah. Well, it's important. I mean, we need to save money. We need to have money to live comfortably. And you usually have some great tips or strategies uh, for our listeners out there uh, to hopefully help them improve their own situations. And I know you meet with and help so many people in the community with these types of things. So what specifically in the world of finance are we talking about on today's show? Today, I want to talk about integrative financial planning. Uh, That's a term I use a lot when I'm teaching people about financial planning. And so I thought today we would just take our time and talk specifically about what that word, what that type of planning is, what that word means. Yeah. And I'm curious myself, to be honest. Uh, I don't know if I've ever talked to you about that. Integrative financial planning. And uh, so tell us, what does that mean? Well, so integrative financial planning to me, you know, we always hear about comprehensive financial planning. That That's a word people hear all the time, comprehensive financial planning. And you go, oh, well, what is that? Well, that means everything, right? We're going to talk about every single thing we can come up with um, in regard to your finances, from your real estate, to your taxes, to your budget, to your liabilities, to your insurance, to your portfolio, to your college funding, you know, comprehensive. Uh, That wasn't a comprehensive list, by the way. Um, And uh, everybody's comprehensive list uh, could look a little bit different. Um, But comprehensive is the term everyone is familiar with. And the idea behind that is that we want to look at everything we need to look at for you, right? And most people don't have comprehensive financial planning done. Uh, In fact, when I meet with, in a year, I'll usually meet with about 100 couples or maybe a little bit more. And as I sit with with them at 
at my table here in the office, uh, usually no more than one or two have actually done uh, comprehensive financial planning. But while I think comprehensive obviously is really important, I think comprehensive has to also be integrative. And, and what does that mean? What does the word integrative mean here? How do you define that? You know, I was going to look it up in the dictionary before we did this, Tony, today, so I could read a, a definition. and then The I, official definition. I was, but I totally forgot to do that. I suppose I could Google but, it really quick, well, but I'll no, tell what does you. It mean, what does it mean to you what in regards it, yeah. to this planning? So what it means to me is that we integrate the things that need to be. Integrate means bring together, you know mix together, uh, combine in a synergistic way. Look at you. You almost nailed it. <laughs> I, pulled, I pulled it up just now. Did you? You almost hit it uh, perfectly on the head. And it says serving or intending to unify separate things, combining allopathic and complementary therapies or items. Oh, no, that's very interesting. Allopathic well, let's not go there. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, that's, we, we, in that's in medical terms. That's but, in medical terms. But really but, serving or intending to unify separate things. Yeah. An integrative, an integrative approach to learning. Yeah. And, you know, I, I probably got that idea from medicine because, as you know, in my family, everyone is a doctor and I was a, a registered nurse. So yeah. I, I'm very familiar with integrative medicine. And that's kind of what made me think in those terms when I came to financial planning, because probably more than at other times in our life, when we retire, which, by the way, that's who I work with is people who are retired or are retiring pretty soon. When we retire, we have to think more than comprehensive. We have to start integrating what I would consider almost competing goals. And sometimes this becomes very overwhelming because we have these financial goals that we have to start paying attention to that we probably have never paid attention to before. For instance, how much of my money am I going to spend while I'm living and how much do I want to leave? Good questions. And I imagine those are really important ones to, to have an answer for, right? Well, it's very important to do. In fact, you know, you haven't probably, people have not really thought about this until they go to retire, right? Because up until retirement, and I think we've done a podcast on this, we're, we're in the save and grow mode. We're working, uh, paying our bills, saving what we can and growing it. Work, pay our bills, save and grow. We're save and grow, save and grow, save and grow. That's all we're doing. We're just trying to make ends meet, put some away, make it grow for that day when you retire. Now, when you retire, now you have this this um, money, you have this wealth, you have assets, you have real estate, you have um, 401ks or Roths or IRAs, you have investments, you have savings accounts, you have CDs, you might have cash value life insurance policies, um, you might have some jewelry, you know. I mean, you have accumulated throughout your life this basket of assets. And now you take, you, this is this moment where you go, okay, what the heck do I do now? I'm no longer making a paycheck. It's no longer about, you know, earning my my salary, paying my bills, saving what I can and growing it. Now here's what I've got 
And now what do I do? Well, I have some conflicting or confusing or competing goals. I have the goal to spend my money in a way that, you know, makes me happy and provides the life that I want. But I want to leave money to kids, churches, charities, alma maters. Okay, how do I do both of those things? Well, I have to integrate those two goals into one one strategy, you know? So I always sit down with people when we're starting planning and I say, okay, your net worth, and let's say your net worth is $3 million. When you pass away, how much money do you want to have left? And most people, the answer is, well, we don't think about it that way. You know, we just, that's not the way we think about it. We're going to do our life and we're, we're not going to deprive ourselves, and um, we're going to spend what we want to and what we need to and whatever is left when we pass away, that's fine. You know, that is never the truth, Tony. When I talk to people and we, and we drill down on that, that's never the truth because I say to them, okay, so then what you're telling me is that whatever is left is okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, well, then let me say, what if there's $100,000 left when you die of your $3 million? And then they look at each other. Yeah. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be okay with that. I do want to yeah. leave. I want to leave the kids something. Okay. <laughs> right. And I say, okay, well, what do you want to leave the kids? Oh, well, we've never thought of it that way. Right? Right. Well, the problem is if you don't think of it that way and take your goals of spending what you want to spend and need to spend and what you want to leave, then you can't make a plan. I don't believe you can make an asset allocation plan. I don't think you can plan your budget or your cash flow or your spending or your travel. I don't think you can plan anything unless you have taken those two goals that are truly kind of in competition and decided how to integrate them together. So, so does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where, uh, the integrative financial planning comes in. That's where the integrative part of it is. So obviously, uh, regarding inheritance, it it works there. Um, so you have uh, your spending and your inheritance goals. I think that's really important, isn't it? Well, it is because if you tell me we have $3 million and when we pass away, we really, we have three kids and we've kind of always had in the back of our mind that each of them would get a million dollars. Well, well, then that's going to change how we spend, how you spend during the next. (laughs) Maybe drastically. (laughs) Maybe drastically. That's right. If you say to me, you know, we have $3 million. We don't like our kids at all. We are so done with our kids. We've paid for, you know, we've paid for college. We bought them each a car. We've helped them with a down payment on a house. Um, We're done. We're spending this money. Okay, then that's going to change what you spend every year dramatically from the person who wants to leave $3 million, right? Yeah. Now, what I see the most, though, is a lot of people that are somewhere in the middle. They're really kind of 
I don't know. I mean, I do want to leave them something. And so this is where integrative financial planning to me, Tony, becomes so valuable because we will sit here if we need to for a whole meeting, maybe two whole meetings. Never really do we need that much time, but we will take the time to thoughtfully consider people will go home. They will sleep on it. Um, typically husbands and wives are not even on the same page when it comes to this. So we not only have to integrate those two competing goals, but then we have to integrate two people's competing goals, right? Mm. So you're, you're spending now versus your inheritance. That's exactly. Where, you know, two competing goals. That's what you're talking Exactly. About. And we have two people who aren't even usually on exactly the same page. Never. Um, no, never. And it's it's very <laughs> typical. It's quite cliche. Um, most of the time, the men are not quite as concerned about leaving money as, as the women. And so we have to integrate their both desires together also. So, you know, that just is probably one of the most primary conversations in, in integrative financial planning. And then there's all kinds of ways to accomplish that. So let's say that someone is really determined that they leave a million dollars and they've got a million dollars. One way is to live only off the growth of the million dollars, right? We only spend what it earns every year. Um, okay. The other way would be to say, well, maybe we buy a million dollar life insurance policy and then we can spend this down with impunity as long as we've got a budget that will last and include the premium on the life insurance, right? Right, um, there you go. And so then we also have to look at the inheritance and is it taxable or tax-free and how much are the kids really gonna get? Maybe you have that $3 million and your goal is to leave them $3 million and when you consider taxes, you find out they're all only gonna get a half a million. Oh, well, that's a different story too. So yeah. in integrating our spending now with our inheritance goals. That's not that's one of the one of the biggies in integrative financial planning. Yeah. Well, that's huge. Now, um you also mentioned you wanted to talk about uh, tax. How does tax play a role or taxes in integrative financial planning? So, everybody almost everybody retires with tax deferred money. Yeah. <clears throat> they've saved money in a 401k or a 403b or a SEP or an IRA or something. So they've got some tax deferred money. Um, they they may usually may not have any tax free money. And then they've got after tax money. So one of the things we want to integrate in a financial plan is how much money should be tax deferred in a tax deferred position, how much should be in a tax free position and how much should be in a taxable position. And that needs to be integrated for maximizing the wealth of the couple or the individual. It needs to be integrated because it's going to result in taxable and tax free income. So we want to integrate in their own cash flow plan while they're living, how much of their income is taxable and how much is tax free. And um, so we wanna integrate 
<clears throat> the the overall assets between tax deferred, taxable, and tax free, and then the income will reflect that, and that becomes a very strategic planning move that can increase a couple's cash flow and wealth while they're living, and can increase uh, what's left when they pass away. Yeah, yeah. There, there you go. Right. I mean. That's the question, isn't it? And you see, we always live through, most people have just been packing away money in tax-deferred positions. And then it all comes due. Exactly. So I have people like I had a couple yesterday who came in. They're going to retire in five more years. They're putting $50,000 a year away in tax-deferred positions. They've been doing that for a long time. And they've got about a million dollars put away in tax-deferred positions. I said, well, we should take a look now at integrating some future tax-free money, maybe it's time for the next five years to stop that. Let's integrate some tax-deferred and some tax-free positions for the future. So that needs to be integrated also. Yeah. Yeah. And the the thing is, is you really want to make sure uh, that you're looking at your tax strategies and what you're going to go. Oh, a lot of people think, Oh, I'm going to hit retirement and in retirement, I'm going to pay way less taxes. I don't even need to worry about taxes in retirement because I'm not working. So I pay less. I don't have to worry about taxes. Uh, but that's so not true, isn't it? <laughs> that's so not true. I yeah. see over and over if people have had 10000 a month of income before they retire, they want 10000 a month when they retire. And if your income stays the same, unless the tax status of your income changes, which most of the time it doesn't, it's all right. taxable, yep. then your taxes are not going to go down. No. And and that money you're going to start withdrawing from a lot of those accounts, then you have to pay taxes if they're tax deferred accounts, as you mentioned. So, and when we're talking about taxes, I know that you work alongside CPAs uh, to make sure that your client's uh, are getting tax advice. And then uh, you look at the big picture and make sure they strategize about taxes in retirement before they get there, or at least when they get there, right? Yes. Or after they get there. I mean, right. lots of our clients uh, come when they've already retired. Uh, yeah. You know, they haven't heard about things like integrative financial planning and they haven't met with a retirement income uh, planner. So, yeah, so it can be before, during, or after, but um, it can be very, very enlightening to people to look at tax strategies. And no, I do not do taxes. I do help people tax strategize with uh, with their CPA um, and say, let me bring some ideas to the table. You take them to your CPA and, and make sure that I'm not missing something. And, and it, it makes a good team. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. And uh, yeah, it's important to work with a CPA when it comes to taxes and really uh, work with a financial professional like yourself who's going to look at the big picture and see uh, what strategies can be utilized as you head into retirement. You want to minimize that tax burden whenever you can. Now, uh, what's next? I know you wanted to talk about different types of income in this integrative financial planning, correct? Yeah, I do. And and it's just sort of the outcropping or the outgrowth of the tax strategizing for how the assets themselves are, because a tax deferred asset is going to give us a fully taxable cash flow. 
a a after tax asset, let's say, you know, I have $100,000 that I've already paid taxes on and I invested in mutual funds, that 100,000 isn't taxable if I withdraw it because I've already paid taxes, but if I take 4% a year off that account, hopefully that's earnings and that will be taxable. So then I have places like a Roth. Maybe I've saved money in a Roth and the withdrawals and cash flow from a Roth won't be taxable. Um, in most cases, you have to you have to comply with the five year rule, etc. But in most cases, that won't be taxable. So there there are places that we're getting taxable income and places that we're getting tax free income, and we want to we want to integrate those. We want we want some of each if possible. Yeah, yeah, and so I know I understand that. Uh... There are certain types of investments and financial vehicles out there that are more at risk than others. We know this. I mean, if you have 100% of everything you have in the stock market, uh, all of your money is at risk. Uh, There are people looking for more secure options uh, that aren't totally at risk. And there are vehicles that I know you talk to people about uh, that they can look at that will also provide that regular income. And uh, those guarantees might be based on the the companies selling them, like the issuing insurance company will guarantee uh, income for life uh, based on some money you give them and there might be some terms. But uh, you have to look at, okay, I need a balance amongst all these different options, bonds, stocks, um, other financial vehicles and make sure it's not all at risk. And also you don't want it all just sitting in a a bank account, not earning any interest either, right? Yeah, so you just brought up another thing that needs to be integrated and that's we need to integrate variable, unpredictable income with less variable and more predictable income. Right. right, there you go. Yep. And so, exactly. yeah. well put, Tammy. Was that well put? I think that, that was, was well great. put. So yeah. we have we have income that's that's you know variable and unpredictable, and that would fall into categories like um, investments, mutual funds, exchange traded funds, stock funds, dividend sure. funds, bo- you know bonds. Um, <clears throat> some of these things that you know, they vary. They vary on what those markets do and what those companies pay and they vary on on interest rates and things like that. Then we have things that are more predictable um, and and they're going to fall into things like a government bond, a fixed or fixed indexed annuity, maybe, you know, CD rates, all those CD rates. Well, we know ahead of time what we're going to get. We don't know that we're going to get it next year, right? So there's different right. th- different things that are predictable, but we definitely do know that pensions, social securities, um, annuity income, uh, these things are more predictable and less variable. And we do want to integrate a balance between those two types of income. Now, yeah. I do have yeah. pe- I have people, Tony, who are happy to have all of their income maybe outside of their social security, variable and unpredictable, you know, Mm. and then other people who that doesn't work for them. Yeah. They're looking for principal protection. They're looking for a more predictable 
uh, uh, means of having money, but yet hope to earn enough interest to at least keep up with inflation. And you mentioned annuities. Now, there are there are annuities that are at risk, um, like variable annuities are are would be in the variable income category, of course. But I think when you said annuities earlier, you're talking about that are more predictable. That would be something like a fixed index annuity, correct? Well, it would be, although even the income on a variable annuity can be more predictable because variable annuities can have a relatively predictable uh, income streams while the cash value or the accumulated value might not be as guaranteed or predictable. So, oh, sure. so again, you know, you have, you just have to look at, and if you're sitting down doing integrated financial planning, you should take your cash flows and say, hmm, how predictable is this? You know, how variable is this? Which category would I put it in? And we know that nothing is absolute, but there are clearly things that are, are less variable and more predictable than others. So that's a very important uh, part of integrative financial planning. Um, and then, you know, I think another thing that has to be integrated is um, how much risk do I carry and how much risk do I transfer? We have to integrate. And by that, I mean, as we move into retirement, uh, do we do we need and want life insurance? Do we need and want health insurance? Do we need and want supplements to our health insurance? Do we need and want long-term care insurance? Do we need and want an umbrella policy? Do you know what type of risks do we want to carry ourselves? And we need to integrate that with risk that we want to transfer to some some other carrier. So maybe we've had life insurance our whole life because we we wanted to make sure if something happened to us, our family was taken care of. Well, maybe now we're retiring and we have the wealth, uh, you know, our kids are through college, our house is paid for. Um, we're not worried in that way, but now maybe what we're worried about is the risk of us losing our assets in a lengthy medical or long-term care, extended care, nursing home expenses. And so now maybe we say, you know what? Life insurance is, is not necessarily something I feel like I need to purchase anymore, but maybe those dollars should go to a risk that I think is more significant. So we have to integrate. Uh, then I'll have people who say, no, I'm not gonna cover that long-term care. We have the equity in our home. We'll go ahead, we're gonna retain that risk ourselves, and if we have to pay it, we'll pay it. Other people go, no way. I don't wanna, I don't wanna risk that my home equity gets used for that. So we have to integrate risk. Who's gonna carry it, us or another carrier? Well, Tammy, that's great, and you've covered a lot. I mean, we talked about what integrative financial planning is, you've given us some examples, um, and it covered a lot of different areas in the show today. Why don't you let our listeners know uh, how they can get a hold of you, set up that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation? Yeah, so Tony, um, our listeners can get a hold of us by obviously by emailing us, and you can reach us through our website, which is www.wealthfinancialgroupwest.com or if it's easier, just tammy's2cents.com, which is T-A-M-I, 
S and then the number two and then cents, C-E-N-T-S dot com, Tammy's two cents dot com, which will take you to Wealth Financial Group West. And you can request um, to get uh, a meeting or a phone call set up. Uh, You can send me an email. Uh, People can just schedule a phone call or they can schedule to come in the office. Uh, There's just a lot of ways, obviously, to connect. And any of them are great. Um, And I look forward to hearing people's questions and thoughts and ideas after they hear about this idea of integrative financial planning. All right. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Tammy's Two Cents, the podcast with our host, Tammy Simpson. I'm Tammy Simpson, and you've been listening to Tammy's Two Cents, the podcast. I believe one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself and your family is financial planning taking time to intentionally and purposefully create a plan for your money. I hope these podcasts inspire you to do just that. Get more information at Tammy'sTwoCents.com. If you haven't yet, go to iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify and subscribe to this podcast. Join me next week for another Tammy's Two Cents podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Tammy Simpson offers investment advisory services through Gradient Advisors, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 877-885-0508, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Gradient Advisors, LLC, and its advisors do not render tax, legal, or accounting advice. Wealth Financial Group West Inc. is not a registered investment advisor and is not an affiliate of Gradient Advisors, LLC. Insurance products and services are offered through Tammy Simpson, independent agent. Wealth Financial Group West Inc., Tammy Simpson, and Gradient Advisors, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.